Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me on the show is Chris and Libby from CrossFit Westport in Norwalk, Connecticut. Welcome to the show, you two. How are you both doing today? Good, Joseph. Doing really well. Thanks for having us on. 100%. I am very excited to, you know, speak to a fellow Northeastern here in this podcast. I'm very excited for that. Uh, And to get to know more about what you guys have going on at your facility, because, you know, we spoke before the podcast or what it looked like before you guys got into it. I'm very excited to learn about how you got it to where it is today. Um, But, you know, before we dive into that, when you guys first, you know, came into this gym industry almost a year ago now, what was the vision you both had in mind for it? So Chris and Libby, what was the vision you guys had in mind for it? Yeah. So, you know, both, both Libby and I have extensive experience in terms of like coaching and, uh, and really kind of managing uh, some facilities. Like Libby spent a, a considerable amount of time, you know, managing a, a gym or engine CrossFit gym. And we decided to take the endeavor and, and purchase one um, mm-hmm. kind of aligned with our passions. And I think for us is like our vision and our mission has always been, you know, to have a have a a a facility um, that really kind of falls into falls into three buckets for us. We we talk about the the idea of you know fitness, family, and fun, mm-hmm. and an environment and community where you know you're with like-minded individuals, uh, people in similar stages in life, and all focused around being able to um, improve their own personal lives and maintain you know their health uh maintain their ability and uh and even learn some things during the process and so you know moving into into this you know that was our our goal and always has been our goal um you know ever since taking over and and purchasing a purchasing gym this year awesome so libby like what is your perspective on that because you know both people maybe different perspectives so what do you think about that yeah, no, I think we are lockstep in that. We had to be in order to make sure that walking in into this journey that we had similar visions on that. Mm-hmm. I think it, it rang true even more because of when we purchased it, it was on the tail end of a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. So all of those um, really important key aspects of health and wellness and all the things that were important to Chris and I as individuals, we wanted more of that for everyone else. And we didn't want this gym to go away and disappear because of a global pandemic. We didn't want that for these people. So we wanted it to thrive and we wanted it to grow um, because people deserve what a CrossFit gym can bring them, community, fun, family, wellness. And that was going to go away after this pandemic unless we did something about it. Awesome. So you guys really just stepped into that role of making sure that, you know, your community gym there will not disappear because, you know, the, the pandemic did a lot in this industry. It, I think, I'm not sure the number, but maybe like 25% of gyms across the whole country, they shut down, which is crazy. Obviously not a direct number, but it's a lot. So I love how you guys stepped in, took responsibility there and just got it to where it is today. So, you know, I kind of want to dive into that, you know, for the listeners, why don't you give them your elevator pitch? So what services you offer, you know, group classes, PT, boot camp? what does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we offer several different styles. Our our, our main uh, offering is well, we are a CrossFit gym, mm-hmm. and so we do do group memberships and group group trainings. And so uh, our classes typically range from like twelve to fifteen people uh, throughout the day. That's CrossFit focused, so constantly varied functional movements performed under time intensity. So uh, that's that's our our core. Outside of that, we we do personal training, one on one, nutritional diets, um, weightlifting, strength and conditioning um, for people that they're looking to you know be more personalized and may not be um as prone or apt to to want to join the group classes um and then we also do more than just crossfit so we offer boot camps which more of just kind of you know hit training um we also offer a online class for seniors uh, which we call senior fit uh, and then we do other sorts of um you know specialty training whether it be for kids uh teams 
uh, and different groups like offices and, and, and like first responders to be able to provide um, training that will be applicable to their daily lives and daily routines. Okay, so you know what I'm hearing here is that you guys basically have a strong mixture of services for each person, you know, like basically every person that you can possibly serve. And that really ties strong to your family fitness fund, you know, kind of motto or you know, tenants there. I love that. So, you know, with all of those services there being present, how many people do you guys serve in your facility right now? Yeah, so we currently have about 110 members. Okay. Um, you know, when we started this journey uh, at the start of the year, the pandemic had done a number on the membership, and we took over. We had about 59, 60 people that were that were members, and so uh, we knew in order to be able to to keep the doors open, we had to grow that exponentially. And so we gave ourselves a target of five per month, and, and we're now up to 110. Okay, awesome. So, you know, how have you guys been able to bring that many people into your facility over that time period? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely been, it's been hard. It's, it's been definitely a challenge. It's a grind every day. I think a little bit of that is one organically people came back when they felt comfortable being in a group setting again. I think um, the pandemic put people on hold with that as they started to become more comfortable and the world started to open up organically. Some of our, um, OG members started walking back in the door. Um, also, word of mouth, we have a really good core group of members that say to their friends, like, you got to get in here. It's been so long. I think, yes, the pandemic worked against us for so long, but it's working for us a little bit in the way of like, you've been working out by yourself for so long, you got to get in here. This community is a great community. And I think that's what's the community really does sell CrossFit a lot, you know, like that camaraderie. We're all, it doesn't matter who you are, what you do, how much money you make, you're all doing the same workout yep. at the end of the day. That's worked for our CrossFit and for us in this community. And then Chris can speak more to, we turned on some really simple marketing tools that help us generate more leads per month. Um, and it's just, you know, with the hats we wear is us responding in a quick manner so we don't yeah. lose those leads um, and get them in the door. We feel like once you come in, once you feel our community and our vibe, you're going to be locked in. Yeah. So let's actually dive into those marketing tools. What are you guys currently doing to not only get the, you know, the word of mouth and the strong conversion rates there, but more people? Yeah. Yeah. It's all about creating visibility. And so, you know, I think from a, a very basic sense, it's just kind of looking at on the digital sense, that's that's where we're going to get the biggest impact. And 100%. So, yes, um, you know, we've done some door knocking ourselves. We've gone to, you know, different facilities and, you know, get the word out about where we are. But for us is looking at really kind of looking at social media as mm -hmm. one. So our Instagram and Facebook doing a lot of organic things there. We're not doing any paid stuff to date on on social media. And that for us, just kind of creating the awareness and just giving people uh, a site inside to, to our members and our demographic. Mm -hmm. uh, the second is, is obviously using Google and, and a couple aspects. So one, like doing some Google paid ads, so yep. text and display. Um, we've done, uh, not, we haven't done any like paid SEO, but really kind of utilizing reviews as a, as a big, big component. Um, I think it's interesting in, in, in you know, in this industry, uh, it's so hard to get someone. 100% hard, is. Hard it's hard the most it. difficult part in this gym business and really in business in general is getting those quality people, right? So continue first. Yeah, I think, I think the element there is like, um, you know, it's, it's so competitive, right? There's, there's, you know, in our, where we were, we're based, you know, there's, there's a ton of offerings around the area, whether it be like studio type classes or, you know, your own, you know, major gym uh, facilities. And so the, the question is like, how do I get them? And then how do we bring them in and making sure that we're maximizing our investment? And I think for us is like, when we thought about, you know, doing anything on, on social, we decided to hold off and really just kind of create awareness because I think that when, you know, for a CrossFit gym or any gym in particular, it's all about retention. And I think that the piece is when someone's about to make that journey and they search like, you know, gyms near me, yep. that's the opportunity to be captured. 
And that for us is the important part. And so what we want to do is we want to make sure that, that our, our brand is out there so that when people say, hey, like, what are the gyms near us? Number one, we're showing up. Number two, people can see, you know, about us and our pictures and our reviews and, and all the stuff we pride ourselves on uh, to, to take that first step in the door. Um, and so that's been really helpful for us. And then once someone comes in, you know, we convert them on our page. And then for, for Libby and I, you know, once someone comes in, we're, we try to get to them within 30 minutes of, of their submission um, and look to bring them in and, and see the facility, get to meet us, get to talk about our philosophy, our methodology, our programming. Uh, and we bring them right in for our first class. So they get to see experience and see that success um, and then looks to keep them, you know, moving forward. Awesome. So, you know, before we dive into like the sales side, because I do want to talk about that, I kind of want to stick to the marketing side because you did mention the social medias in the Google one piece of advice that you know I've gotten and from what I've seen in this industry is that the SEO side of Google, it's kind of beneficial, but it's not the best thing there is because let's just be real. If someone is in you know Norwalk, Connecticut, and they look up Jim near me, me a whole list. No matter how much money you spend for the SEO, you're still gonna pop up no matter what. It doesn't matter what you know rank. But with the social media side, I'm curious, like. Why haven't you guys, you know, dive, well, dove into the paid advertising side yet? Yeah, that's been an interesting part. I think we first of all, we have a pretty big following on social media, which is good. So I'm aware. So both Facebook and Instagram? Yeah, we, like, we, have, we have a really, really big following, which is, which is good. Okay. Um, I guess, I guess the piece there is, you know, we've thought about it of like, you can put the pictures out there of like, who you may want to aspire to be. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if, if the person that you want to aspire to be is actually going to bring them in mm -hmm. and they're going to stay. And mm -hmm. I think for us is like where we want to meet people is when they're at that point to say, I'm going to join a gym. And they do that initial search and they say, hey, what are the CrossFit gyms around me? Or, hey, what are the gyms around me? Or, <laughs> hey, what are those things? And I think that that was kind of one of our initial thoughts, like year one is like, how do we bring people in that we're going to be able to, number one, reach them in a larger piece? Like you said, hey, like Jim's near me, right? And yeah. when I get Jim near me, I could see it. And then it's going to make me investigate like, what, what, what is this gym? Like? Yeah. Right. And then I'm going to go to their Instagram. And I'm going to go to the Facebook and I'm going to do that education. And I think that that person and what we've seen is stays a bit longer. Mm -hmm. Versus someone who comes in and maybe it's an ad for a free class or a month free membership, or whatever it may be, a discount. You know, I think about that as like your turnover with that. Yeah. Group of people. In our, in our space, we see that turnover because it's, we're trying to think about, you know, folks that um, are ready. Right. For that trend. Yeah. So people who are actively searching to improve their life, not necessarily the people who are, you know, scrolling through Facebook or Instagram, be like, oh, wait maybe I want to lose some weight or maybe I want to improve my health. You more target and want the people who are actively ser like searching at that moment. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's for us because what we're trying to look at is, you know, I think for us is we're always thinking about, you know, the value chain mm -hmm. and, and thinking about like for us and for our, our members and, and for those that join the community, we're always thinking about what's the next best alternative. Mm -hmm. And for us is we're really kind of making sure we stay in our lane and, and we're staying true to, to you know, our philosophies, our programming, and really our goals for our members and our community. And so when we think about that is we want, people tend to do one or two things. Number one, they're either looking price value, they're cost conscious, they're just looking for the next cheap alternative. Yeah. And for us, like that's not going to be sustainable, right? So No, because they're not actually looking for the value. They're looking for the cheapest option, which in our industry, we want to have an offer that is so valuable that even if it is expensive, right. it's not expensive because it's like, oh my goodness, I get all of these perks for 200 bucks. Let's right. do it. Let's dive right in right now. Let's do it. Right. And that's what our philosophy is. Once you come in the door and see the attention that we give to each of our members, even in a group setting, you're getting one-on-one -on -one training from us. That's valuable. Mm -hmm. And among the other values that we have talked about constantly is like, what, 
why would people come to us first that cheaper option i think too going back to the marketing and why not paid on social it, i think it's really important to understand who your demographic is who's the majority exactly. of people in your doors and understanding what their behavior is on social media so mm -hmm. The millennials' behavior on social media is much diff more different than a boomer's. You know, are they exactly. engaging with an ad or are they not? If and when you understand that about who you're targeting, you understand like it's really not worth my dollar. They're scrolling by, but they're never going to click on it. So mm -hmm. I'm better served spending my time on developing good content for my page because they might engage with my page and look around, but they're mm -hmm. not clicking on an ad and going through the steps of how to get to me there. So understanding mm -hmm. who your demographic is or who you want your demographic to be. Who do you want in your doors? Yeah, and to piggyback that, you know, that ideal person, like ICP is your ideal client profile, right? You, before you ever dive into the paid advertising, this is for both you guys and the listeners here. Before you dive into that side, you need to know every single metric of that person. So what is their age? What gender are they? So male, female, others. Um, where do they live? What are their goals? What is their body type? Mm -hmm. Do they want to lose weight? You know, all of that stuff. Before you dive into that side, you need to understand that. So I'm glad that you understand that, you know, you need to understand who you're serving, right? So Chris, you were saying? I was like, even take it a step further is, is, you know, what is the, what's the income, right? So yes. that's a really important part because when you think about making an investment in, in, in a gym that it may be more expensive, do you have that disposable income? And do you see that as a valuable investment? Um, you know, we had, we had, we talked with someone when we first started that um, from an offline marketing was on shopping carts and it's a sizable investment. But the challenge inside of that is how do you convert? How do you apply attribution to that investment? Um, but also to the location they want to do those ads. The demographic isn't, isn't for us. Uh, it's further away. Uh, the annual income would be on the lower side. And so, so thinking about where you mess the money and also too, it's really for us. And we've talked a lot about this kind of like understanding where our audience lives, yep. where our potential customers live. And then we're for us, like how do we meet them at the spot that they're ready to be met to come on into the gym and start to start to train? I love that. It's like, thinking like sitting down and thinking where is my icp where are they going out to eat where you know what's the neighborhood that they're in you know what kind of music they listen to you know because every little detail of your icp is important to understand and i love that you understand that too um so to dive into the sales side i'm very interested here you know what does the process look like you know from cold new prospect new lead to new member how how do you guys work together, you know, Libby and Chris? How do you guys function in the business to get a new person to become the member? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we've kind of divided our own roles. I think, you know, I think it was so important. Like we we started the, in the business together is, you know, we kind of sat down and was like, hey, like, where's your lane? Where's my lane? Where we're going to trip in each other's lane. Right. And duplicate efforts. <laughs> right. And so, so really what it is, is like I've taken on the operational side. So doing everything from like, from the marketing and the finance and the business side of it. And Libby will do all the, all the sales. So the way the process of work is I'll be managing all of our, our, uh, our web presence with the exception of social media. Yeah. And I'm doing like our ads, I'm doing our pages and I'm doing our forms as well as like our conversion. So when a form submission comes in, what I'll do is I'll review it and I send it to Libby and then Libby takes over from there. You can talk about what you do yeah. from your process. So once he does like the back end or operational side, when we get those leads in, and this just is because I have experience having managed a gym before owning it is what is that message? What's that first message, you know? Mm -hmm to get them intrigued. Yeah. Um, to spark the curiosity in them, like, oh, let's do this, right? Exactly. Right. And the, one of the first questions always is like, what's the price? And I, I dislike answering that over email, right? My first response is always, have you seen our facility? Come check us out. From a client service perspective, I know that once I get them to see like, wow, this place is clean, it's big, it's got a good vibe, it's bright, then we can talk about what the cost is after you just had the best time of your life, your best hour. So from a client service position, he does the back end, I'll do the client service 
front facing, get them into a class, preferably because we are the owners, one of our classes, just so we can have that first connection with them. Um, and then I try to, once they have that hour, is lock them into a foundations or a fundamentals. If they don't have CrossFit experience, we mm -hmm. have found um, a higher success rate with people that get one-on-one -on -one time with coaches, understanding what CrossFit is, what's the philosophy, what are the foundational movements. Um, mm -hmm. We have a much better sticking rate with those that we go through foundations. And if not, then get them right into like, I, I'm not like car sales many, but I nine times out of 10, I will not let someone leave unless they sign up for some sort of membership before they leave. Yeah, that's important in terms of business. And, you know, I have seen the resistance of, you know, gym owners being scared of selling, but it's like it's selling isn't forcing stuff on people. It's literally helping people to make the right decision for them. Not only them knowing, but you knowing inside your own brain, and um, you mentioned, you know, when people bring up like, hey, what's the price? I just want to kind of like add this in here for both you guys and the listeners. The best thing that I've seen so far on how to respond to that is it really depends on what you are looking for. Like mm -hmm. we don't have a set price for everyone. We can serve extremely high or extremely low. It depends on what you want. Um, and guys, it does look like we are, you know, losing some time here in terms of our, you know, time constraints. So Last question for both of you guys, you know, what are your short-term and long-term goals with this gym business? Yeah. So three to six months and five to 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, three to six months, you know, for us, it's looking at wrapping up the year. Like our, our goal from the start of this year was to get up to 130 members. Yep. Uh, and a lot of people we talk to is like, oh, that's, that's a really lofty goal. I don't think you're going to do that. And that's been our, our first piece. Definitely not a lofty goal. That's, that's attainable. It, as long as you work hard and you know what to do, you got it. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, and so that was our first part was to, to get there. And, 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 and year one was stabilizing the business after COVID. Yeah. Uh, and, and once we get there, we'll be pretty stable. I think, uh, the, the, the beyond that three to five years is how do we expand? Our, our ultimate goal and vision has always been uh, mission number one is fitness, family, and fun. Yep. Mission number two is to be the premier facility in Fairfield County. And then when people think of CrossFit, they think of CrossFit at Westport. It's always our, it's always our, our direction and goal. And for that is you know, wanting to get to that point where we're at that 200, 230, and we have a, a, a lot larger space, a lot larger staff, uh, and we're, we're operating at that level um, is our ultimate goal in the next really kind of, you know, five, five, six years, honestly. Mm -hmm. I think 10 years is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a long time, but I think looking at three, five, that's, that's the goal. That's awesome, Chris. I love to hear that. Um, so, you know, last question here for you guys, for the listeners, what are your social medias, your Facebook, your Instagram, your website? What does that look like? I'm sorry, you, you kind of froze there. Oh, sorry about that. So yeah, so for the listeners, what are your social medias, your Facebook, Instagram, website? What is that? The addresses or I'm sorry. The goals. No. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. You, you froze there for a second. Oh, sorry about that. So what are your social medias? So like your handles so the listeners can find you guys. Yeah. So we have, it's at CrossFit Westport. Yep. Super simple. Okay. <laughs> on Instagram and same thing on Facebook, CrossFit Westport. Yeah. Awesome. Where's well, cool. Awesome guys. Well, thank you both very much for hopping on the podcast today and sharing your guys' insights and story and experience so far with your first year gym ownership. It's been very exciting. And yeah. to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. 
Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. <laughs> I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Armand from Atlas Boxing and Club in Toronto in the North York area. Hey, Armand, how are you doing today? Good, Hannah. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to have you on. Um, but before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on and how you run Atlas Boxing and Fitness Club, please tell the listeners how you got started in owning a gym in the first place. Wow. Well, it was pretty much a family business. I kind of got thrown into it later on in life after I finished university. I was planning to go teach English abroad, but instead I'm uh, here teaching English to boxers. So I started off working with my father, who was a high performance boxing coach, and he started the Atlas Boxing and Fitness Club back in 1984. And I worked with him. I was a boxer myself and then became a coach. And after that, really enjoyed coaching and decided to go become a high performance coach myself. And I've been doing that for a while. It's been over 30 years now, and I've been going strong as a coach. And my father before me, he was for over 60 years a boxing coach, both in uh, communist Romania and then here for Canada boxing. And he happened to train a famous boxer by the name of Lennox Lewis to Olympic gold in 1988. And also had a silver medalist that year by the name of Egerton Marcus. And the following years after that, we continued to have lots of boxers on the Olympic team for Canada. So we come from a very strong performance and uh, boxing background, and we've extended it to teach people how to get fit and to get into shape, much like boxers need to do in order to stay at the high level they are when they fight. So to do that, we created the Atlas Boxing and Fitness Club for everybody to join and now have classes for everyone to train just like a high-performance boxer themselves. Because everything we do, we try to teach people like they would box one day. Although everybody starts off just learning how to do boxing and fitness, not getting hit. Gosh, I love that. Um, boxing really is in your blood then. So I love that. Um, so tell me, kind of what's your elevator pitch for Atlas Boxing and Fitness Club? How do you describe the facility to someone who's never been in before and, and the services that you offer? Basically, the same way I was describing it. You're a high-performance boxing club that wants to teach that kind of discipline and training ethic to all the people who would like to enjoy boxing and get fit because the fitness level of all boxers is always tip-top. They have to stay at that level in order to compete at the highest level. So we try to bring people to that level. So we're all about leveling up. Love that. Yeah, you're making it accessible for like the everyday person to get into boxing and take it really seriously. So I love that. Um, that leads me to my next question is how many members do you have right now? We have anywhere between 200 and 300 members on a regular. And about half of our membership is usually uh, boxing oriented, while the other half are men, women, children who are just trying to out. And we like to teach everybody like they would box one day. So it's very easy to transition from being just a recreational member to becoming a competitive member. Even if you just want to, you know, throw one in the bucket list and get in there for one fight, we've made that possible for so many people. Even some Jack and Jill's and stag <laughs> parties have had boxing. I love that. That's so cool that anyone can, you know, come in looking for just a way to get fit and then end up in the ring, like doing a competition or some sort of, um, a boxing competition so I think that's really cool that that you make it accessible to kind of go from one level to the next um okay so you're between two to three hundred members at any time is that somewhere where you want to stop at are you really looking to grow get more faces in tell me about those goals we don't have a very large studio our boxing club is about 2,500 square feet we have a change room with uh, two showers two washrooms and the rest of the area is pretty much devoted to the boxing we have a boxing ring in the middle. We have boxing bags all around, as well as a mirrored area for people to work out in. A lot of people like to do something called shadow boxing, which requires a lot of room. So most of our gym is free space. Although we do have a weight training section with dumbbells, squat rack, bench, and all the different uh, fun utilities people need to do CrossFit right there in the gym as well. 
Awesome. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so tell me about how you get people in the door. So you have anywhere between two to three hundred clients at a time. How do they find out? How do they find out about you? How do you market the gym? This day and age, our social media and our internet presence has been doing a lot of the work for us. We're lucky to have a very, uh, you know, decorated history, and we keep training boxers to a high level. And you know, we're known as the home of champions for a reason here in Toronto. We've had many champions come out of our boxing club. Lennox Lewis, Egerton Marcus. More recently, we're boxers who won gold at the Pan Am Games that were here in Toronto. Arthur Bierzlanov, who's known now in the professional ranks as the Chechen Wolf, and uh, one of the builders of uh, female boxing in Canada, Mandy Bujol, who trained with my dad from 2012 to 2016. So we have a very good uh, community presence, and we're always looking to add new people and diverse backgrounds. Currently, we are training a Chinese fellow and a man from Georgia who barely speak English, but are really good boxers. And they're giving their knowledge and their experience to some of the boxers here in Canada. So it's not just uh, boxing, but it's also a cultural exchange here at Atlas. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So uh, yeah, you mentioned social media. Um, How has that been useful in getting new people into the gym? Do you advertise on there? Do you post like organically? Tell me about your social media experience. Definitely organic would be the way to go. I don't have any like uh, pre-programmed routine for that. Although I should, I hear that those are good things to have. So we're working on increasing our social media. And this is like some of the stuff that I'm trying to do to improve that and to learn how to do it better myself. I think as a boxing coach, you don't uh, really get taught a lot about running a business. So I've been lucky to have a family that have taught me and you know the ins and outs of the business. But definitely the social media wave is something new that we're still learning on, but I'm hoping to have more and more content, both for Facebook and Instagram. I'm not sure how much I can do for Twitter and other things, but I'm doing my best. Yeah, definitely. I feel like you've been in the business so long that things have probably changed so much since you started. Um, and definitely marketing is one of those things that's changed a lot. Everyone's on social media now. It can be hard to keep up with all those tools that they have on there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've definitely noticed like a difference um, when you implement some sort of like social media presence. Um, definitely helps a lot. Um, how, how would you say like your retention is? How do you keep clients long-term? We have a very good retention. I find usually members uh, leave for diverse reasons, which include leaving the area. And we draw people from a large area. So that means usually they're leaving the general greater Toronto area. So other than that, we have drawn boxers from other clubs. We've you know, sent boxers to other clubs. A lot of the time you go to a boxing club because of where it's at. But we're lucky enough to bring people from all different parts of the city. Ultimately, we are only so large. So we kind of have an exchange of members. Sometimes people come, sometimes people go. But we're not out there like, you know, actively engaging in like dropping flyers off or buying ads or things like that. Because the word of mouth and social media, I find, does a good enough job to help us get members and retain them. Yeah, definitely. Um, Have you found that word of mouth is um, kind of an unpredictable source of leads? Or would you say, you know, you can always count on X amount of people coming in every month for word of mouth? You know what? I've learned over the years that you can definitely count on word of mouth. If you have a good reputation, if you do a good job in your industry, then that could be stronger than any social media content that you put out there. So word of mouth is always a valuable part of any marketing campaign. Gotcha. Yeah, I definitely agree. Have you tried any sort of paid advertising, like even off social media since you took over? Honestly, I haven't gone out of my way to try too much. I did a little bit back when like they had uh, Google ads but I didn't find that it really increased or decreased any kind of, like if we didn't have it, we still kept the same kind of, you know, improvement. So after a couple of tries, I decided not to go out of my way. Same thing with like Yelp and other tools that are available, which you'd have to pay a subscription or monthly or per actual hit. Those kinds of things ultimately get a little bit more complex than they need to be for me. 
Yeah, definitely. I'm curious about your experience with Google ads. Was it bringing in um, leads that weren't, you know, like quality or were you not seeing people come in at all from all from them? Honestly, we had Google ads for one month. And then the next month after that, it looked like it kicked in because the next month after that, I canceled it because barely brought any new leads into me. But then the next month after that, it looked like, you know, it actually kicked in. So I think that with Google ads, you may have to give it a chance for a few months. Myself, I didn't notice something I decided not to keep in. But I think that we still show up at the top of the Google when we get uh, people searching because of our history. We've been searched for a long time. Yeah, exactly. You guys have that. searched for a long time. You know, you're going to show up near the top anyways. Yes. So that's one of our that's one of our advantages being around since the you know the internet started. Yeah, definitely <laughs> having that reputation built is definitely working in your favor. Um, okay, so let me ask you, what is your big picture goal with the gym going forward? Would you like weights, more members, more services? Tell me about that. I, I would like more space. Eventually, if we could have another club or if we could have a larger club, that's what we're looking for. We used to have a larger club and even one that was 15,000 square feet at once upon a time. Although I don't think I would need something so large, I would still go into something maybe 5,000 to 8,000 square feet much more comfortably. Maybe even be able to run boxing events, at least small local amateur level ones. And that helps out a lot with your regular monthly. If you're trying to do a little bit of event planning and some promotion that's outside of your just regular training and services that you offer personal training and weight training right definitely i imagine if you put on some sort of event you got vendors then you bring all these new faces right into your facility i can see how that would be really yeah. beneficial for sure um okay so what are you actively doing now to you know aid in that growth process and get you or get you down the road one of the ways I heard it was great to advertise is to do some kind of advertising on your car. So we're looking to do some kind of uh, car wrap in the new year that will advertise our company, hopefully bring in some more new clients, draw eyes to the brand and basically bring in new people or people who want to work with a new brand that's an old brand has a history. So when you're rebranding and trying to do new things, it's a fun process. We're having a lot of um, interesting new offers and a lot of people coming in to give their advice, to help out. So it's a very much a community effort. And I'm, you know, looking forward to the next year. Yeah, awesome. It sounds like you're doing a whole revamp, getting to, to kind of do it your way, have some big ideas going into um, the future. So that's awesome. Um, let's see. What would you say like, is your biggest bottleneck right now that you're facing that's preventing you from moving into somewhere bigger, gaining another space? There's no bottlenecks so much that I've encountered. Just like, you know, maybe like uh, thin bottles. They're not such uh, thick bottles where you have to go from one thing to another, but we're steadily growing and our membership is getting stronger. After COVID, it was basically like restarting. We did have some members that came from before, but it took so long for them to come back that new members and old members have been mixing about 50-50. Um, we're lucky to have new members. For a while there, we were out in the Downsview Park doing training there. A whole summer we spent out there doing that until we found the location. And then another little while we were training inside of uh, you know Shell while the place was being built. So everybody's been through a rough time because of COVID. Some of the boxers I had before COVID moved on, found jobs and lives outside of boxing. Other people found boxing during COVID and have made it part of their life and are trying to make a career and, you know, struggling with the different trials and tribulations of becoming a sports athletic career person. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting time. I feel like, like you said, a lot of professional boxers probably had to go look for jobs elsewhere, but then health is more important to people now than ever. So I'm sure there was an influx of people looking for fitness um, and using boxing in that way. So very interesting time 2020 has been for everybody. That's for sure. Yeah. Tell me about, so you as a business owner, what does your day-to-day -day look like? You know, I've heard from a lot of business owners, they wear 
so many hats. They're doing a million different things. What's your schedule like? Do you still train people? What's I your definitely still train people. Oh, yeah. I'm in the gym uh, every day except for Sunday. We reserve Sunday for family. But on Monday to Saturday, you can find me in the gym usually from about uh, 12 till about 9. And um, on Saturdays, a lot of the times we have boxing events or shows that we go to or actually run ourselves. So Monday to Saturday, it's uh, probably a good like 10 hours every day. I don't usually start early. I have a young daughter who I take to school and have to take care of and make sure she gets home. But aside from that, I'm pretty much all about the gym. And how many hats do I wear? Oh, I got a whole closet. Um, I have to do marketing and advertising on top of actually, you know, running classes. And I also coach boxers, high performance boxers, which pretty much everyone is a special job in its in themselves. Everybody has their own personality and style. And on top of that, I also like to promote boxing. We do uh, amateur Olympic style events where they have headgear and, you know, you have young kids and women and everybody who are just starting out. That's where they go. And they have, you know, local competitions. And sometimes you go to another province. Sometimes with Olympic style, you could go abroad. We've had boxers fight all over the world. Just recently, one of our boxers won a tournament in Armenia. He was from there and is training in Canada now and had a chance to fight when he went back. So a lot of the promotion for amateur boxing involves bringing people from abroad. Similarly, pro boxing, which we've gotten involved in more since uh, last year, we've been working with all kinds of diverse communities, boxers from other gyms. So not just our own boxers, but people from around the city, from other parts of the country and other countries too. And we had two high level pro boxing events last year as well as re-amateur. So it was a busy year of uh, event planning as well as boxing. Yeah, you definitely sound like you have your hands full. It sounds like a lot. You have a daughter, you have advertising, training, coaching athletes. Um, how do you manage your time? Um, I'm lucky to have uh, very good people around me. My mom, my wife, my daughter, they all help out. They all keep me uh, sharp. They keep me on point. You know, they don't let me forget anything important. That's for sure. <laughs> so I have a lot of help. The people at the gym, I'm very lucky to have some coaches that have been with me for over two decades. Other coaches that have been in our system for 10 years. So we're like an academy, it trains people. And because of that, I have a strong support team. And honestly, I don't know where I'd be without them. That's so important. I love that you have a, a good team behind you. How many trainers do you have at your facility? We have uh, two senior uh, high-performance trainers, Ernesto Peta and uh, David Boot. We have a couple of beginner trainers, and, uh, Monique Gelizo and uh, Shanisha Kelly. We also have a couple of guys, Masood Raza and uh, James Campbell. So we have a good team of six coaches. Um, a couple of them are also very versed in the CrossFit and weight training worlds. So we also have classes that trend towards that as well. We like to combine uh, boxing with strength training and CrossFit in order to give the boxers and the people the best possible workout. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's the way to reach the most people at once is giving them just like a wide array so that everyone can find a place um, within your facility. So that's awesome. Um, okay, so before we close out the episode today, um, tell the listeners something that you wish you would have learned before you took over the gym. So what's something that you wish you would have known? Maybe like oh, a piece of advice for someone just starting out. Taxes. Taxes and lease agreements. I wish somebody would have told me some more about that before I started running the business. Definitely when I took it over, I took over a situation and I had to learn how to make do and uh, fix things and, you know, put things straight and make sure that everything's being done on time. And, you know, all the stuff that needed to be done was taken care of because if you lapse with those kinds of things, you know, especially if I had left before COVID, I would have been in a lot of trouble. So making sure that you do your taxes making sure you do them right. And you have, you know, a good accountant to help you out with all that. I think it's very important. Yes, that's good advice. A lot of times, you know, we start as like a personal trainer or we start as a fitness person, not so much a business person. So there can be a lot of shocks when you 
when you get into owning a business that you weren't expecting. <laughs> I definitely experienced that too. Taxes, scary stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay, well, Armand, I think this is a good place to start to wrap things up. But before we go, tell everyone where we can find you. What's your social media? What's your website? All that. You can find, uh, you can find us on Instagram at Atlas underscore boxing. You can also find us on Facebook at Atlas uh, Boxing and Fitness. And then you can find us at atlasboxingclub.com. So those are the best ways to find us. And if you're in Toronto, you can find us at 1230 Shepherd Avenue West, just north of Downsview Park. So come on out and try a class sometime. And if you're ever in the city, Hannah, I hope I'll see you. Absolutely. I love boxing for fitness. So everybody go check out Atlas Boxing and Fitness Club for a great workout. Um, but thank, Armand, you. thank you so much today for your contribution to the podcast. Uh, can't wait to see what you accomplish down the road. Um, to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Wes from In-State Fitness in London and Surrey, UK. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Hey, Brooke. Yeah, I'm really good. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Should be fun. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you here to learn more about what you do. Before we kind of dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on over there at InState Fitness, give us a little bit of background. What was it that led to you, you know, going and opening up this fitness business? Um, I suppose for me, that would have to take, take you right back. I'm, I'm actually from South Africa originally, um, very heavy sports um, sports country and kind of born into sports and, and off the back of that got fell in love with rugby which I know is not it's a developing sport in the states but uh, massive in South Africa and kind of delved right into that and and, and before you know it it was um, you know as, as all stories with a lot of gym owners you always want to be a pro athlete and that doesn't quite happen so you end up trying to train those athletes and uh, that was certainly my path and then um, you know ever since I can remember really from probably the age of 20 onwards it's all I really wanted to do and, and got lucky enough around 25 26 years old to open up my my, my first facility and um fast forward five years and that's where we are now yeah so um you know that's kind of how it all got started now that we have that background give us like your best elevator pitch of in-state fitness who you are the different services that you guys provide paint a picture for our listener here Okay, fab. So I would say the elevator pitch would have to be, um, we are an independently owned um, small group PT gym, um, providing real results, and we're providing it in a community, and an amazing community. And I suppose our aim is to disrupt the industry by creating uh, the perfect blend of high energy classes, but with our signature small group PT um, service, basically offering one-to-one -one personal training experience, but in a dynamic and fun community and atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I like that. I think that, uh, you know, small group personal training is really cool because our clients can still get that like nice one on one attention to help them reach whatever goals that they have, but they still get to work out with a group of people. And for many people, that's super motivating to have somebody next to them that's almost like pushing them to go faster, go harder, lift heavier. Um, it's kind of like a nice experience there. So 100%. Yeah, within that business model, how many sessions are you guys doing a day? 
So we can run anything. Well, we've got two sites now. So per site, we tend to, I mean, the, the, the sales pitch for us is we run sessions on the hour, every hour from 6 a.m. through to about 2 p.m. And then we have a bit of a midday break and then we run them from 4 p.m. onwards all the way through till 9 p.m. So, I mean, I'm, I'm like Group PT's biggest fan. I just think it's it's the absolute way to go. I think one-to-one is, is fun and, um, and great to an extent, but I think actually for the client and for the coach, it's, it, it, it can get a little bit stale and a little bit boring and potentially a bit awkward for, for a variety of reasons. I think one, um, one-to-one is a little bit expensive for a lot of people. I think like no matter what uh, you charge, you know, it gets expensive because, you know, we all know we want to be seeing our clients, I don't know, a minimum of three times a week. So whatever that price point in, be it on the cheap end in the UK, maybe £40 an hour, but a lot of places in London will be upwards towards £150 an hour. So to do that three times a week, you know, across the month it's a, you you've, you've got a very small kind of cohort of members to, to to service whereas group pt you know sorry that coupled with the scheduling issues around one-to-one and kind of the awkwardness to have to book with that same person um it certainly will push me to small group pt because i think you get you know the Dependent on the coach's abilities, we like to think we've kind of got some of the industry's best coaches at in-state. As long as you've got the good coaches, I think you can give very, very close, if not better, to the, uh, a one-to-one experience with all the added benefits of the kind of dynamic group atmosphere. So group for me, I'm just like, I want to do group PT for anything. Anyone who speaks to me, even if they're not in the PT game, um, you know, in, in terms of like business, self-development, everything, I just think in a small group setting is just so much better because you really just remove all that awkwardness and, and um, it's just great, I think. Yeah, no, I would definitely agree with you there. Um, so kind of my next question for you here would be, you know, looking at the the membership piece, how do you sell a membership? Is it kind of like a monthly membership? Do they pay for a pack of sessions? Kind of what options do you guys have available for clients? So for me, really, this is this has come after years of kind of trial and error, I suppose. Um, now we try to keep it as simple as possible. So externally to any new member who knows nothing about us, all we sell is a trial. So we sell a 30-day trial for them to come and experience us. And our terminology is they get to date us before they marry us. So we give them 30 days for us to absolutely blow them away. Uh, within that 30 days, they get to trial all of our personal training, all of our classes. They also get kind of our wellness support, body composition assessments, and all the usual stuff that you would hope would come with a good coaching gym. Um, so we sell that for £149. Um, so that's kind of a discounted trial as such. And then we've got um, a, a lady called Claire, who's our head of kind of onboarding. And her job is just to absolutely blow those people away for 30 days. So she does all of our usual onboarding with our kind of nurture sequencing of emails, care and attention. We do loads of cool added extras where we give them kind of handwritten notes, cards, uh, water bottles, all the cool stuff to really blow them away in that 30 days. At the end of the 30 days, we then do a review with them where we assess their results. Most of the time, they've got some really good results. And uh, then we look to progress them onto a membership tier, which is either uh, a monthly rolling price so they can cancel near enough at any time but they're obviously paying that the, the luxury of that comes at a premium or they can you know commit to us for 12 months and they get a discounted fee um for for a 12-month membership and then within that the tiers are quite simple it's either four eight or 12 pts a month um and then the kind of team training and, and the large group stuff is 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 kind of unlimited on top of that so it, it, it's simple to me now maybe that sounds complicated to you but externally all we sell is the trial and that's the main thing that's our main kpi how many trials have we got what's our conversion rate and you know then once they become a member it moves on to the coaching team whose job is to keep them and and, and you know our lifetime value of a member is is pretty high we tend to really keep hold of our members which is which is yeah. um which is awesome for us really yeah so on the talk of memberships here how many members do you have in the facility like actively right now or in because you have two facilities and that's something that we haven't really even touched on here yet uh let's talk about both facilities like how big are they right now so yeah so we've got quite two very different styles of facilities the product and the offering is identical but okay. our original site is actually in surrey so in the uk that's kind of um where you would move to once you've kind of done the city life you want a bit more space there's good schools you know good um it's, it's a really nice affluent area 
So that's where our original site is. And now we've moved to open a site in London as well. So London, obviously, the, the, the kind of availability and space is a lot tougher. So it's a much smaller site, but we've really made it as efficient as possible. And it's kind of our proof of concept site where we know exactly how big the site needs to be. And that one in London is about three and a half thousand square foot. And then the one in Cobham is, is over 12,000. So a lot, lot bigger. Um, but, you know, there we've got a lot of space we don't necessarily use, but uh, it, it's just great because we've got the space we can utilize. We've got big changing rooms, big coffee shop, a PT floor and a class floor. Whereas in London, it's kind of all mixed together. So we're trying to be as efficient as we can with the space. Okay, got it. So kind of like they're a little bit different in, in that sense. So something like that I hear pretty frequently here on this podcast is like most gym owners are in a position where they are looking to grow, looking to get more clients in the front door. Are you guys also in that position where you are looking to take on more uh, members, more clients? hundred percent. I think, you know, the, the, in a dream world, we'd get to the place, uh, the, the position where we can certainly slow that down. And we've done that in our original site. When we launched the second site, we said, right, we're going to need to just, just really make sure the product is as good as possible. It's all good and well opening another site, but we need to remember that the, the product needs to stay as high quality as possible. Our team needs to be happy and we need to keep progressing. So we, we kind of stopped the incoming clients in, the, in, in our original site whilst we launched the London site, just to make sure our attention um, wasn't, wasn't spread too thin. Um, but certainly now we're ramping things back up. The London site has done amazingly well. So we far exceeded all of our targets for the first year, which has been amazing for us. But now it's kind of that juggling act between keeping the original site and the new site um, ticking over perfectly. So yeah, we've, we've actually just relaunched a lot of our um, external ads. We kept everything um, kind of much more localized for a while and just looked after our current member base. But now we're um, now we're at the stage where we can we can go full send again and, um, and get them coming in again. Yeah. You mentioned something there that stood out to me and that was external ads. So what kind of advertisement do you guys do? I know I talked to a lot of gym owners who aren't doing any advertising at all. So I always think that it's interesting to hear what other people are doing, like what's working really well for them. So we have quite a high um, ticket price. I mean, our average membership's around 300 pounds. So not sure what that's like in, in, in dollars, but um it's, it's relatively high compared to, you know, your traditional gym memberships, which could be anywhere from 20 to 100. And then obviously we're, we're probably just above the CrossFit, um, the CrossFit membership. So for us, that's why that trial is so important because we really have to educate the, the member on our journey, why we're so different to everyone else, why we're worth the money, basically. Um, so, yeah, the external ads are massive for us. I mean, we've kind of gone full circle on this. We we have an ad agency. We had an ad agency who ran all of our external um, kind of sponsored Facebook stuff. And we primarily ran it through Facebook. We're now doing a lot more on Google and exploring kind of venturing into LinkedIn as well, because it's, as Gary Vee would say, it's very underpriced attention. Um, so that's what we're doing in terms of kind of external paid stuff, but something that we've really hopped onto and we've done really well in London with, and, and, and we're certainly getting it going in, in our Surrey site as well is, what we've termed as owning the postcode we want to be we want to be as localized and engaged with the local community as possible so we are scheduling run clubs with local kind of juice um juice bars and health cafes and stuff we're trying to be as integrated as possible in wherever our members hang out so if they buy their wine from this wine store we want to be in there if they buy their coffees from that store we want to be in that store if they buy their lunches from this place we want to be there so we're really trying to make a big effort to owning the postcode and making sure um, we're, we're, we're in the faces of our members as much as possible. Yeah, hundred percent. Those things all make a difference. Those generate word of mouth. So if we can go out into our community and just be where our people are um, naturally, that is going to bring in some sort of um, interest. Uh, it's hard to track, but there's really no need to track it when you are supplementing that with actual ads, utilizing Facebook, Google, other forms of social media. Um, and props to you because in 2022, there's no better way to advertise your business than social media. So way to go there. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> not enough gym owners are doing that. Um, I've seen extreme benefits from it. It sounds like you have too. Um, before we kind of like, I want to ask, don't want to run out of time today. So I want to ask you a few more things. What would you consider to be your biggest business related bottleneck? Like if you looked at the business right now, what's kind of that one thing 
that poses a challenge for you. You're still trying to figure out. I think we all have them. Um, what would that be for you? Well, for me, I think previously what it was, was having somebody, um, well, 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 I suppose it's time management. That's the big thing. It's like, where can you, how can you control your time to the point where you can spend time doing what actually matters and what's going to push the business forward? And for me, I used to waste a lot of time um, on the financial sides of the business and making sure we're in a good cash flow position, we're budgeting properly, we're spending in the right areas, we're not overspending. Because if it was up to me, I would just buy a new gym kit every week, which is obviously not commercially the right thing to do. So I've actually brought in a financial controller um, who's just been an absolute game changer for me. So, you know, I... Obviously, you've got to get the business to a point where you can afford that, but that has been absolutely game-changing for me. Previously, I'd spent so much time stuck in a spreadsheet. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm, mm. I'm trying to upskill and learn how to do it. And actually, there's somebody who's so much more efficient, so much better than me at that. And equally, I shouldn't be inside an Excel spreadsheet. I should be out on the gym floor or making positive relationships or engaging with the high-yielding stuff that's going to allow the business to push forward. So um, that was massive for me, and, and, and she's really allowed us to just – I mean, it's just amazing. I literally can send her anything and I'll be like, can we afford this? Can we do this? What can we move on to? How, you know, because I, I, you know, we, we, we have plans to expand relatively aggressively and we want to make sure we're in that position. So getting her on board has been, has certainly fixed the most recent bottleneck for sure. Um, and I think, I suppose the next one I would say is, which I've only really got hold of in the last six months is, is putting myself in a position to succeed in the fact that there's certain priorities. If we were working with a client, we would make sure we would talk to them about kind of the pillars of wellness. How's your training? How is your daily movement? What's your nutrition like? How do you deal with stress? How's your schedule, et cetera. We do all of that stuff. But I think as gym owners, we have to wear so many different hats that we actually forget to prioritize that ourselves. And I certainly got to the point where my training was, was gone. I never, I was training once, twice a week. If I was lucky, I was eating terribly. I, I just wasn't. Um, walking the talk so I could advise a member exactly how to live and train and I wasn't doing it myself so I would definitely you know if, if there's any good advice I could give to, to a gym owner is just get get that time management piece sorted and done so you understand where you are get your schedule as locked down as possible and then you can kind of build in those non-negotiable habits that you know are going to make sure you can perform at your highest level because since I've been doing that you know I'm just, my output is so much higher and I can actually stand in front of a load of members, you know, uh, preaching, knowing that I'm, um, you know, doing the work. Yeah, that's definitely very important. Um, time management is huge, especially when you're a business owner. Um, I see a lot of gym owners just like spending so much time in the day to day and the operation of the gym. They don't have time to work on the business or the opposite where they're spending so much time in the business that they're never in the gym. Um, so it's important to kind of time, find time for both so that you're setting yourself and the business up for success. Um, you mentioned something there too, that you guys are trying to rapidly grow. So what does the future look like? What are the big goals that you're chasing that you're looking to accomplish? So yeah, we, I mean, we want to, whilst, whilst I say that, I also want to, want to make it clear that like we, we're also making sure we want to absolutely nail these two, maybe three sites. And we want to make sure they are so good and they're so robust that they can kind of handle anything with the economy where it is at the moment. Mm -hmm. And then we want to really expand. So we're still, we're, we're making sure everything, I use the kind of um, analogy to, to my team. I said, right, we've got kind of got this bathtub and we can turn the tap on and flood it with members but let's make sure that bathtub is completely locked down and it's the best possible uh, bathtub we can possibly do. So let's patch everything up. Let's make sure it's completely secure, which is what we're doing at the moment. So we're making sure our product is as good as possible. We want to be so genuine and so pure with what we're offering that it's an absolute no-brainer. So we just know, right, actually, if we just turn this tap on, we know we're going to fill it with members. We know the members are going to stay because this is a genuinely quali high-quality product that people can't do without so that's what we're busy doing at the moment and at the point where that bathtub is locked sealed and ready to handle as many members as possible then we're going to flood it open and see where we go from that so yeah the the, the goal is to expand for sure um, but I suppose just before we do that we just want to make sure everything's in line so we don't um, don't put ourselves in a bad position or or worst case actually get get, get a bad reputation for, for 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 you know growing too fast and forgetting the kind of OGs who were there with us from the beginning. No, definitely. I think that it's so important to have systems and have like a blueprint 
made and finalized and perfected or else you're not, it, your business is not replicatable. You can't scale it if everything's not absolutely figured out. So I appreciate that outlook. Ideally, if you could get this as big as you wanted to, like what's your ideal amount of locations? Like how, how, how many of these do you want to have? Wow. That's a good question. I mean, Hey, if we, if we can get it there, I'll, I'll take 10, 20, who knows? But um, I think I think there is a, a, certainly in the UK market, and I can really only speak for that, is I think there is a place for this style of gym for sure. And I do think it is scalable. And I do think uh, it, it, somebody can take it to multiple, multiple sites. Um, there's certain guys out there now doing it with a few sites here and there, but no one has really you know grabbed the market and said, right, let's take this forward. And Certainly, we want to be one of those people, one of the you know one of the brands doing that. Um, so I think I think yeah, let, let, let's let's test it out. Let's take it to five sites, see how we cope there. I think this you know every time you, you you get an extra fifty members or you get a new site, there's so many different headaches that you have to deal with. And um, for me, I'm focusing on what I can control, which is making sure I've got the best possible team in the industry. And I do believe I've got that. I think I've got an amazing team. We're putting a lot of effort and finance into developing that team to make sure, um, you know, we're, we're one step ahead of everyone else. Uh, we're doing a lot of cool stuff in the way of developing our coaches, everything from kind of mental health to focusing on female performance. We, we have about 65, 70% female members. So we're making sure you know, it's quite staggering when we do some research into female health, actually how little the average personal trainer knows about how best to suit their female clients. So we're doing a lot of spend on that and focusing on that. Um, and then just making sure like really we do a lot of research externally with other gyms and uh, we really work on the member journey and we try and break that down as much as possible. We're certainly not perfect, but like I say, we just, um, we're focusing on what we can do, which is making sure our team is amazing and that the member journey is, is second to none. So that's the plan. And once we absolutely nail that, then we'll, then we'll roll it out for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm very, very excited to see that journey play out. I'm excited because I think that you have a really good head on your shoulders, definitely a good understanding of the business side. So um, it should play out really well. Um, before we head off of here, I want to give you an opportunity to shout out your social media. Where can our listeners go if they want to follow your journey? Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much. So uh, my personal page is uh, at Wes Santos Fitness via Instagram and also LinkedIn. You can have a look at me on LinkedIn. I'm trying to spend a bit more time there. And then the gym, all of our kind of social feeds are in-state fitness. Nice and simple. Um, and if you're ever in London or Surrey and anyone wants to come check us out, we would love to um, to, to, to have other gym owners down. We, we, we love to do it ourselves. So we'd love to host anyone if they're in, ever in the area. Yeah, definitely. I'm super excited to check it out. Thank you, Wes, for being here today. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, guys, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We'll get in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.